Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, and welcome to the fifth episode of Big decisions and there's big decisions it's been a massive week it feels even bigger with Sunday coming up doesn't it against Arsenal there's a transfer window about to slam shut as the proverbial saying goes and the Reds are freaking top of the league they are five points clear they are battering Chelsea they are ready to go to the Emirates and we should be confident but big decision-wise, we'll all have our thoughts on it. So that's the things we'll be talking about this week or this time round. We'll be talking about training photos, a lot of videos as well to like. We'll be talking about a fullback decision in the conundrum that Jurgen Klopp's got to solve. We're talking about sporting directors and a bit of a, a smoke and mirrors and everything that's going there in big decisions. We'll talk about Anfield. And we'll talk about the January, but not the window, the results, because it's on the pitch where it matters. So, ladies and gents, let's get into it. If you haven't seen it yet today, go and look at the training photos. Go and look at Jurgen Klopp's press conference comment about Darwin Nunes, which sent all of us to, a, not spiralling, but it didn't exactly make our Fridays, put it that way. And look at the videos of certain players, because... It's like that, you know, that Vince McMahon meme where he gets bigger and he goes further back and you get more excited. That is exactly the reaction you'll feel because Darwin Nunes is striking a ball in training. The talk about Jurgen Klopp, which panics us all, said in the press conference, he had an injury, didn't he? Couldn't His foot had swollen, he couldn't get his boot off properly. We were unsure if he could get a foot into a boot. He left in a protective boot on Wednesday night. But he's back, he's striking a ball and he's training. So that should, touch wood, fingers crossed, be good for the weekend. And then 
the two-part piece de resistance. Actually, three. Let's just have it all. One, Tiago Alcantara striking volleys with his tongue out in training photos. Two, video number one, Tiago giving Adrian the eyes, the swivel and the hip into the bottom corner. Three, Tiago flicking, Tiago making it work. Tiago striking that faded one he does, the Travelistaya into the far corner. So again, poor Adrian to look foolish, but getting a few gaffes in training. So one, two, three means Tiago Alcantara is back in full training and making magic happen. So what's the big decision with this one? How can you not be happy? Surely that's your big decision. Look where the Reds are. The players coming back. So Bosley recently, or the, the others coming back. Salah's really the only big one. And Endo I get due to the Pacific Cup, but maybe getting carried away. That's the big decision you have to make. But it just feels at the moment everything is coming at the right time. There will be a bit in the season, no doubt, where it doesn't feel like that. But at the moment, the big players are coming back. Injuries were just maybe, maybe the look starting to turn a bit in that regard. But those photos, them videos, if you haven't seen them and it's the first time you're hearing about them, happy fucking Friday, red people. Unreal. So that's the positive, no doubt. Big decision Jurgen Klopp's got to make as well. Fullbacks. This is tough. This is really tough. And if you can't argue both sides, you're doing it wrong. Okay? You will have your preference, but you can argue both sides. And what do I mean by that? At the moment, what reason is there to drop Joe Gomez from left back and Connor Bradley from right back? We'll do Gomez, first of all. Sensational the other night. Good again. Been absolutely brilliant since he switched that role. Gives us a real defensive solidity, especially thinking against Saka at the Emirates and what that will mean. That's your first one. Your second one, the only question we've got around Connor Bradley at the moment is, is it three or is it four? My personal belief, it will be three Player of the Year awards, two Ballon d'Ors, and a FIBA Hall of Fame before he retires. That's the numbers I think he will rack up, as well as major titles. How can you drop this kid? He's only played like four games. Should have five, but obviously the way it works, Ben Gibbs is header for Norwich, but he's got four assists and a goal already in that short period. The ratio is unreal. He's been man of the match, officially... You have your opinions, but official sponsors man of the match on three occasions. Okay? Against Chelsea, a tough team to play against, a, a big team, whatever you think of them, and we think uh, not much of them, let's be honest, but he was man of the match. A goal, a brilliantly taken goal, two assists. So the obvious question is, this is the case you make, the big decision, how can you think about dropping Connor Bradley? You just can't. That's part of the case. The other side is, it's the Emirates away. It's a tough game. You might want experience back in the team. You can make that case. Trent. Trent is Trent. That should be enough said. 
realistically for getting him the argument to go back in the team. Robbo, part of the leadership group, as we know, had an impact as well when he came on. This is the big decision at the moment, isn't it? Fullbacks, both changed, one of the other changed. And, and I am genuinely swithering on this, like I think a few people are. The tight turnaround, a few journos suggested that to me as well, that that comes into the thinking, realistically, that Wednesday to Sunday, you know, the, the tiredness and the, the energy was so high, wasn't it, against Chelsea? I mean, 9K more than them. Should be embarrassed more than but leaving that mascot as well, to be fair, although, you know, child welfare issues, but that's a different discussion. But I, I just can't decide. I can make a case for either. If you ask me right now, I would say, realistically, my gut tells me that Trent will come in and Gomez will be left back for the defensive solidity, but, you know, your vice-captain and all that, I think Trent will start. That is what my gut tells me. Could be wrong, but that is what I believe. Now, the other thing about big decisions, sporting directors. There's a lot of sporting directors getting linked. Tim Steiner seems to be one. I see Richard Hughes from Bournemouth and names. People are telling me, and I see this guy, perfect, brilliant for this reason. I'll be honest, I did a bit of digging with someone who I respect quite a bit and, you know, has a, an insight into that world. Yeah, other people are saying, like, no, very much worked in stats and the digging. It's interesting how those types of roles are viewed by the people in that world against the public and us fans, etc. Here's the big thing that I really took away from this person. A lot of the sporting director role, are they doing a good job? It's near impossible to analyse. And they gave me some examples that this say person who works in that area is it does have his expertise in in stats. You know, it's a he, it's no reveal here, but where where they work, where they get their insights themselves from as well. So this is important. There's different types of sports director. You will get some, though as they call brilliant headhunters, as in talent spotters, talent identifiers. So that's one. You'll get those who are brilliant at leading their analytics team or the people within their area. So they're a great man manager. It's almost like a Jurgen Klopp, maybe not the expert in everything, but the best man manager. So they pull that together while they set up teams. That's the big thing. They set up teams really well. You get sporting directors because of who they are in the industry and how they know they carry that reputation and cachet. So they have an advantage. That's a type of sporting director as well. You also have the ones that are great with the finances. That's their point of view. That's their strength. And it's important to say that because as quite a few people have suggested that when you dig around or especially this person, some can be brilliant at one, but not the other. There's some great talent identifiers and talent spotters, but they don't do negotiating. And when I say this before anyone jumps in, Michael Edwards was incredible, did an unbelievable job for Liverpool. But there's just a few things that, that have been suggested. And it's important, I think, to just throw out there. When it comes to Michael Edwards, quite often a few people will suggest, and, and have said this, it's quoted in a few articles as well when I went digging, so it's not like a, anything big at all, but Michael Edwards went in with Mike Gordon as well to a lot of the negotiations. It wasn't just Michael Edwards. Okay, That doesn't diminish him in any way. He's still unbelievable, brilliant, and we all want him back. I'm not debating that for one second. But that part of the, the master dealer, that's an element. 
Also, I've seen articles around spending squad value and all this. Well, the manager still has to use them and get it right. It can't be that if they're good, sporting director pays credit. If they're bad, the manager, the head coach has got them all right. That, that's not, that can't be right. That's not a fair metric. Other great examples that, that I've got is you look at someone like Paolo Maldini. I mean, an absolute football god, a football icon. And he got a lot of praise for how Milan did well in their sort of recent trophy seasons. And he brought in like Hernandez, Liao. You'll know the names, no doubts at all. But what a lot of people say is he didn't want a lot of the names there. Okay, you can, you can do a bit of digging. You can find that out. That doesn't diminish him, but sometimes there is an element of luck of who's taken on. Think as well, Jurgen Klopp's been honest about this. You know, he wasn't really sold on Salah. His technical people had to sell him, is you know, the analysis team. Okay, those things are real. Brendan Rogers, Lee Congleton, I think it is pronounced, his you know, right hand man. They've looked at a lot of people, and people looked at when he was at Leicester, didn't they? And said, Look how well they did. But sort of getting that insight. He didn't necessarily always want the people that the analytics, the scouting team put up. Okay. Wesley Fofana had it suggested to me was very much part of that ilk. Yeah. And not a Brendan sort of wants. There was other players that you'd know a bit better, shall we say, at the time. I know some people will have known Wesley Fofana at San Setien, et cetera. What's the point I'm trying to make? The realistic point I'm trying to make is there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in this. There really is. When you say he's a great sporting director, Based on what? What are you analysing on talent? You could say a great talent spotter. Try, and, and, and I get that. But just blanket saying they're perfect for the sporting director role at Liverpool. Yeah. Smoke and mirrors. Fugazi, Fugazi, a little bit. So it's, it's not one thing I'll be particularly focusing on. Is it the perfect target? It'll be more for me in the context like Schmacker. Transfer assistant, not sporting director. His words. Yeah, what, what's the ask? What's expected? It's just something to bear in mind. Doesn't mean you shouldn't get excited if that's your bag. Doesn't mean you shouldn't have opinions. Everyone's entitled to those. But big decisions for sporting directors, I don't hold too much weight in these are all perfect things. But disagree. It is what it is. Other big decisions to be made. Anfield has made its decision. And I love it. I was there the other night for the Chelsea game. The atmosphere was absolutely bouncing. Anfield has made its decision. It's had the pain of Jurgen Klopp telling them what he's told them. We've had the pain of dealing with it. When we turn up to that game, we all understand what our role is completely. Anfield has made its big decision on that. And I love it. You can tell the, the team feels it as well. It is a fear factor for opposition. I'm meaning that. The ferocity of everything at Anfield shrunk Chelsea the other night. The ferocity of the team and the extra work took their soul. The ferocity of the fans weighed on them heavily. It weighed them so hard, they forgot child welfare, didn't they? And even just a mascot type of thing. But we beat down that team, essentially. And Anfield plays a part in that, which is brilliant. It's made its big decision on how it's going to pay its continuous tribute. And we get, we're not going into eulogies and all that, but Anfield is going to pay its respects all the way through to Jurgen Klopp and this team. And then the other big decision is, be honest with yourself, 
How surprised are you at January? Be honest. When you looked at them fixtures and you thought Salah's going away, Endo's going away. By the way, Salah missed every game as you maybe have expected because of AFCON, but Egypt went out, but he still missed every game and he went for February. Did you think without our biggest name, we would have that record in January? Did you honestly believe we'd go unbeaten all the way to January? You might have done. I thought we'd draw a few more. Did think we stay unbeaten by a batter, but I thought we'd draw a few more. But you look at them results. The worst result was a draw. Shit, like the worst result was a draw, and that's away at Fulham, which the second leg of the Carabao kind of became a not a non-entity, but they just didn't really rev it up, did they? Particularly Fulham, it felt like we went through that in third gear. January, did you think we'd have those results? All wins, bar one draw, and it was the second leg, so you'd have picked that of them all. Did you honestly pick Connor Bradley to become? I don't care, this is early, exaggerated, a superstar so early. Yeah? Did you honestly pick the Reds by the start of Feb to be five points clear? If you did, completely, kudos to you, my friend. If you didn't, we all made bad predictions. I'm going to pretend I didn't fit on a few for once and add more draws. But the big decision that it ultimately leads to for us, ladies and gents, how can you just not be absolutely buzzing with everything that's going on this time? Which leads to the final big decision. How are you approaching the Emirates? Are you confident? Would you take a point? Do you think anything but get beat? Do you think it's still a tough place to go? You will all have your opinion. But... Anything could happen. It's a tough place to go. They are a good team, whatever whatever anyone says. Yeah, sometimes you want to diminish Arsenal. They don't, them fans don't help themselves with the silly claims they make, do they, around Saliba and all that. They don't really endear themselves to anyone. Arsenal, these delusions of grandeur a little bit, I get. But do respect them as a team. This is a tough place to go. Arsenal and United have been there and come back with nothing. So the big decision is before this game, because I say it's 2020 and it's always wonderful, isn't it? But how confident are you? That's the big question. That is the big decision you have to make. For me, it's tough. I'm not going to pretend, so I'm not going to lie for one second. I'm confident of a win. I would be very disappointed if we didn't come away with at least a point. I think we're good value of that. I think we're a better team. We're a better squad overall. This is a tough place to go, so it's it's not one bit of it's going to be easy, but you'll know your big decision and things will brew up until Sunday. We'll have more probably injury updates. Will Thiago be there? The new Lunas looks fine, but how will that work? All those types of decisions, shall we say, to make. But the big decision ultimately, ladies and gents, is enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the Reds being topped by five points. Enjoy the fact, devour that content of them absolutely annihilating Chelsea. Enjoy the Tiago, the Nunes content, especially those Tiago videos. It's proper Vince Man meme stuff. And hopefully, for some part at least, you've enjoyed this.
That was, ladies and gents, big decisions for Anfield Index. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.